Welcome to the Century Church Podcast with Dr. Patrick M. Quinn. You can find out more information about Century Church at www.century.church or download our app at the Apple or Google Play Store. Hey, good morning, Century Church family and all those who are joining us on our live stream on this beautiful Sunday morning. My name is Patrick Quinn, lead pastor here, and today we begin a new series called Redeem the Screen. It was done a few years back by a church, uh, and I love this uh, series. It It meant a lot to me when I listened to it before. We've retooled it, reshaped it for a little bit of what we're going through today with COVID, coronavirus, quarantine life, so many schedules being changed, interrupted, crisis schooling, businesses going online, Zoom meetings, all sorts of things that we're gonna take some time over the next three weeks to look at our usage of the screens in our life. Everything from our phones, our laptops, TVs, all of that, and how these screens can be amazing tools for us or how they can also lead us down paths of destruction and ways in which we get totally off track with our lives. So I invite you to lean in wherever you are watching that you might jump into this series and and open up your hearts and your minds and really your spirit to connect with God's word and to connect with maybe new ways to redeem the screen in your life. You know, before we get started, I just want to share with you a quick word that's on my heart right now. We're watching this series on a screen, and I'm very much aware of that. Very much aware that right now, as we watch on screens, we're going to be talking about redeeming the screen. And I want to share with you from my heart that I I certainly miss live worship. It absolutely uh, is something I want to get back to as soon as possible. But in this day and age and in the situation that we are in, we will continue just getting better and better and better at the way in which we can worship online and the way in which we can extend the gospel. And your engagement, your sharing You're inviting other people to be a part of our church family online. Your willingness to have people be a part of your Zoom small groups and to be involved in the mission and ministry of the church, no matter where we are, no matter how far and wide this message reaches, that we are still on mission to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? So that is our hope. That is our prayer. And we will continue to morph, change, adapt, be creative as a church family in order that many more people may come in contact with the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And so welcome today to Redeem the Screen. Now, in order to like really get off on this on the right foot, we need to talk about how we use these things. And, and first of all, like really how we use our phones, right? Like how much time do you spend on the screen? I mean, let's get real about it for a second. How much time are we really spending on our screens and how distracting it has become? I mean, for instance, when we're texting, we know that texting and driving is a problem, right? But what about just texting and walking? I mean, check out a few of these images right here. We have people that that text and run into signs. People that are texting and walking into, you know, manhole covers and and falling into the ground. We have maybe, uh, I love this image of where we should maybe have lanes where there are those that are texting and those that are not texting. And of course, we have people that are driving and texting. 
As a cyclist, I have watched this happen all too often on the road where I've been riding my bike on the road, sharing the road with cars, and so many of us are driving distracted. In all honesty, our grade probably for all of us at some level is a fail in the way in which we use our screens, even in the way in which they distract us. So today, as we jump into the Bible and look at a theme verse for this series, I want us to hear this fresh and new as we look at our lives now that we're using screens. You know, it wasn't always a world full of screens, right? And many of us that are my age and older can remember a world without the screen, can remember a world where we weren't so addicted to the screen, can remember a world in which the screen was just this add-on thing that we might turn on at night or something. It wasn't something that we woke up using and went to bed using and all hours of the day and even night. And so I'm calling us. I am urging you and I am begging you to lean into this series that you and I might live into this passage that Paul wrote and use this passage as a reminder for our whole lives, but specifically right now into our lives with our screens. In Romans chapter 12, it says this in the NIV, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This passage is so important to us as we dive into Redeem the Screen, as we look at our screen time. Paul is urging the brothers and sisters of God to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, that our lives would promote Jesus Christ, right? That our lives would be a sweet offering to God, that our lives would be in tune with the Holy Spirit, that long ago people offered sacrifices of death by offering animals on the altar. And Paul comes along and says... It's now living sacrifices. God has created you for abundant joy, for the, the way in which we would extend hope and love and peace out into a world. And, and God now wants a living sacrifice. God wants us to be living sacrifices of all of the promises of God out into the world and how that now relates to our screens, what we do with our screens, how long we're on our screens. You know, I was reading an article and this article was written before the COVID-19 pandemic. This article was written in 2019. I want you to imagine what it looks like today now that we're in a pandemic. But this was before, and the article was entitled, How Much Time Americans Spend in Front of Screens Will Terrify You. How much time Americans spend on their screens will terrify you. Here's some of the highlights. That today, in 2019, a year ago, Americans, or the average person, consumes five times more information every day than their counterpart did 50 years ago. We consume five times more information than people did 50 years ago. We spend, on average, 12 hours in front of screens. 12 hours 
the average person will end up spending 14 years of their life on earth looking at a screen. Our interaction with one another, we find now scientists are looking into this, is evolving and shows signs that are affecting our mental health, the way in which we live our lives. Now we can get to teenagers. So teenagers, and one of the things that I found most interesting about children and teens is just that we are finding that the data, the data is alarming at what scientists are looking at about the amount of time our children and our teenagers are spending on screens. But I would add this to all of us. We may look at what children and teens are doing online, but maybe we need to look at what the adults and even our older adults are doing online as well. I would submit to you that our trends are running very similar to what our children and our teenagers are experiencing today. Now, having said that, I was talking about uh, a school in Silicon Valley that Google executives... All kinds of other, you know, tech people, the executives in the tech industry send their children to this school. And several years ago, I read this article and I found it so incredibly amazing to me that they send their kids to a low-tech school. These are the people that make these devices and the apps and everything else that we experience, and they don't send their kids to schools that they utilize these uh, devices. In fact, I think it's upwards of ninth grade before they are allowed to use uh, smartphones and computers and all of those things. And it, it struck me as kind of odd, right? Here's the tech industry raising their children without devices. They knew things even then that the average person might not be as aware of. One Google executive I remember was quoted in an article as saying this, the next Google will never be invented if my children and others' children are so addicted to the present technology. Future technology will not be invented. It is meant for a fully developed brain, not for one that is just beginning. When I heard that information, it changed the way in which I desire to parent my children. And I'll just let you know, and people disagree about these things all the time, my, my, uh, my children still do not have cell phones. My oldest is about to be 15. And we wait, and we wait until absolutely necessary for them to have a device in their hands full time. I say all of these things to you because today, more than ever, we need to redeem the screen. We need to be very careful about the way in which we use it and, and the ways in which it is being abused. Now, this is not a sermon series on saying no to the screen. This is a sermon series about redeeming the screen. In Romans 8, 38 and 39. It's one of my favorite passages in all of the scriptures. And it says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what I'm saying to you today is no matter how far you've gone with this, with our children, with our teens, in our own lives, how much time we have spent getting lost in the screen world, today is a day that we can begin to make some significant changes that we redeem the screen. We're not going to say no to the screen. We're going to redeem the screen for the purposes of bringing honor and glory to God in our own lives and beyond our lives. To be able to see the blessings of the screens and not let them become addictions, not let them become abused. So today I invite you 
Just like we said in the beginning of this passage of Scripture that Paul writes in Romans 12, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. You know, I want to read this to you again, but I want to read it to you in the message. The message version says this. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and I would say your screen life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. That's what we're doing today. We are calling out our normal everyday culture and saying, let's think about it. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Changing the way you think. You know, and part of changing the way you think is by getting real serious about the information that you are consuming. You know, so often we end up consuming things online and we don't even realize what we're consuming. We don't really get that we're consuming information that is changing the way we think. This passage of Scripture is reminding us today, just like we came out of the series just prior to this about changing our minds, about mastering our mind, Part of mastering our mind and moving into this series, Redeem the Screen, is making sure that what we are being exposed to, what we are watching, what we are looking at through our screens will actually be things that will change our minds, renew our minds, transform our minds more and more into the likeness of Christ. Now hear me clearly about that. It means we must be careful and guarded about the things we put into our lives about the messages that are hidden, really, in, the, in, our, in our everyday screen world. It may mean, for some of us, we have to be a lot more cognizant of the things we're watching on Netflix or Hulu, right? The things we're watching on Amazon Prime Video, the things we're scrolling through and clicking on on social media. It means that in order to redeem the screen, we have to be a lot more critical of the information we're willing to put into our minds. Just like the things that we put into our body, healthy eating, exercise makes a healthy body. We're trying to make a healthy mind. The things we're putting into our minds, the things we're consuming, and all too often there are these hidden messages that oftentimes we don't even realize are taking us down other paths. It starts so innocent and then it takes us down a path of destruction and ends in addictions, ends in, in, in conversations and in situations that you never meant to go down. I'm calling that out in us to reevaluate the way in which we use our screens. You know, I was thinking about this as I was uh, preparing this message. And, you know, there's these messages that come in, hidden messages that happen all the time in, in shows that we watch, things we, we consume things we're scrolling through. I bought this painting in Haiti. 
And uh, I love paintings. For any of you that have ever been to my house, you would know that uh, I, I love artwork. I, I love just, just beautiful artwork. I'll purchase artwork, put it on the walls. It inspires me. It gives me creative juices for writing. I just, I love artwork. And so I came across this street painter in Haiti and, and I bought this painting. And you can see it on the screen now. And, and in this painting, the, you'll, you'll notice that it's this beautiful painting of the water, of boats, and a little cityscape in the back. But what you might not realize at first, and I didn't know any better, is that, um, well, if you look at the water a little more carefully, what my eldest daughter pointed out to me the moment I got it back was that what I thought were just like white foamy waves, uh, her and her friends came over and said, why did you buy a painting that is advertising Jewel? Do you see it? J-U-U-L, which is an e-cigarette, which we know are very harmful to people's health, and I now have it hanging on my wall. There are hidden messages, and once I saw it, now I can't stop seeing it. It's there. It's been called out of the darkness and into the light. As I thought about it, I was like, that's exactly what that is. Hey, today... What are some of the hidden messages on the screens, on your screen? What are some of the things that really are far more worse than a simple message embedded into a painting that we're allowing our children to consume, our teenagers, and even our lives as adults? We need to pay close attention to the things that we are consuming because it will ultimately, if you remember the series that we just were in, It'll change the way you think. And maybe this series is all about changing back into the person that God has for us to be. You know, good psychology tells us that there is, uh, there's two laws that I want to introduce to you today. The law of cognition is the first one. And the law of cognition in psychology, and it became, it's become one of the more popular ways in which people study psychology today, cognitive psychology. The law of cognition says whatever you think about determines your life. So whatever you're thinking about the most, whatever you're consumed with, whatever maybe things that are attracting your attention, whatever you think about the most determines your life, the law of cognition. Then there's a secondary law that I'd like to share with you today, the law of exposure. And the law of exposure in good psychology tells us that what you think about is determined by what you are exposed to the most. What you think about is determined by what you are exposed to the most. I can tell you that as a foster family, exposure matters. To the young children that come and live in my home, I can see the bad environments that they were exposed to and the habits and the life and, and, and the way in which they have learned some very, very destructive habits and been harmed and abused in many ways, emotionally and mentally. And the same is true for us and in maybe different ways, but the same is true that the amount of exposure determines a lot about your life. The law of cognition, the law of exposure. Kyle Eidelman says, your life then, if you look at the law of cognition and the law of exposure, listen to this, your life is shaped by your thoughts and you think about whatever you're exposed to the most. Your life is shaped by your thoughts 
and you think about whatever you're exposed to the most. So today we're talking about your screen time. And what are you being exposed to the most? James Keith asked you, what was the app that you can't seem to get off of? Well, now go back and look at that and think about that for a second. What are you being exposed to the most that might slowly be shifting and changing your priorities? Slowly and shifting and changing things away from the things that would bring you the most blessing in your life from God and allow you to be a blessing and allow you to honor God with your life. In fact, maybe a better question to give us today, a filter, if you will. And if you're writing anything down, I want to encourage you to write down this question right now. Here's the question to kick off this series. When you're looking at your screen time, is it holy and pleasing to God? Is it holy and pleasing to God? When you're thinking specifically about what you're watching, what you're doing online, is it holy and pleasing to God? Now notice the question is not, is it destructive? Is it evil? Right? That's, that's, easier, that's easier to identify. What's harder is for us to answer the question, is it holy and pleasing to God? I think that most of us will find a lot of fails in that. In fact, screen time is the title of the message today. And it's the title of the message because it's to look at our actual screen time. Now, I want you to do something. For those of you that have iPhones, there is actually a feature now called screen time. You can look at your actual screen time. I'm not sure about other devices, but go and look and search and see. But you can look at your screen time. It'll show you all kinds of things about your screen time. So I did this this past week, and I was alarmed at what my average screen time was. Still below the, mo- the average of most Americans, but I still couldn't believe that I had this high of a screen time. It was amazing to me, stunning to me, that daily I spent this amount of time looking at this screen on my phone. It was stunning to me. So this past week, I set out on the first journey of trying to lower my screen time and pay more attention Because what happens to me inevitably, and I don't know about you, is that I go on my phone for something specific, to do something specific, and before I know it, I watch this video. I see this thing online. I scroll 20 minutes of Facebook or Instagram, and before I know it, I'm shopping for something I didn't need, or whatever it is, but I am way off of what I had intentionally and and, and meant to be using my phone for in that specific moment. Has that ever happened to you? You know, I looked at it and I made a cognitive effort. I didn't do anything crazy this past week. I just made more of an intentional effort to make sure that what I was using my phone for was what I intended to use my phone for and not to get lost in the wormholes. And you know what? My screen time this week, just by being a little more aware of the wormholes that I would chase on my phone. My screen time this week, I wish I could show it all to you. I'm 76% down in one week. 76%. I didn't do anything specific or crazy. I didn't like lock my phone in a box. 
and keep myself from ever picking it up, I just was a little more aware by doing the research and studying for this series that I needed to make some changes. My screen time went down 76%. So today, it's interesting that 74% of people 18 to 35 find themselves checking their phone the first thing they do in the morning and the last thing they do before they go to bed. 74%. How many of you do that? If you'd be willing to be honest right now, in a, in a real conversation online with your comments, how many of you would fall into that category? Because I got a feeling it's far above the 35-year-olds. I think 50, 60, and 70-year-olds are doing this too, right? How many of us, first thing we do in the morning is check our phone, and the last thing we do before we go to bed, right? Because what we're finding is, in some of the research that I've been reading, is that people actually are starting to believe that the phone has become an appendage of their body. Like, it's true. Like, people actually have nervous breakdowns, anxiety goes up, blood pressure goes up if they can't find their phone, if they don't know where their phone is, if they don't have their phone with them, if they don't take their phone everywhere they go, including the bathroom, can't even go to the bathroom anymore without our phones. Like, all kinds of ways in which our phone has become just an appendage of our body, and we go nuts if we forget our phone and, and, and do anything. And news to us, right? Most of human history has been lived without a screen. I know it's hard for us to believe anymore, especially for those that are like 30 and younger, that there was most of human history was without screens. Can you imagine? And then for us that are older, can we not get back in touch with a world that didn't have to be on our screens every moment of the day? You see, social psychologist Adam Atler, he writes in his book, Irresistible, he writes this, he points out and to, that the phone, that the screen is here and, it, and to madden us, distract us, arouse us, and deceive us. We primp and perform for them as for a lover, we surrender our privacy to their demands. We wait on tenterhooks for every like. Think about that today. That we're basically slaves to our devices. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy how even, um, you know what I noticed in my screen time this week? Is that a lot of times now, and this is how I, I've been enslaved, and maybe you could relate to this. Our phones are, are listening to us, right? Our phones know what we want to see. The things we search, they give us more of it. And have you ever noticed when you have a conversation with somebody, ads start showing up just from your voice talking and your phone listening. That's scary, y'all. Like, seriously, what is going on? Can you believe that? Like, it's crazy. And how many of us fall for it? Like, oh, there's another thing. There's another thing. I notice like when I pick up my wife's phone, if, if I'm looking at something with my wife on her phone, like her stuff's completely different than my stuff. And, and our phones are slowly enslaving us with the things we like, giving us more of it. You want more, more sweets? We'll give you more sweets, right? Like we'll just keep pumping you full of all that unhealthy stuff. You want to hear more about this? We'll give you more. You like searching this? We'll give you more. You like talking about this? We'll give you more. It's crazy these days. And so that's how your screen time just goes up, 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 and up. 
Isn't it fascinating? It makes me think about Adam and Eve, right? All the temptations to just click on that one more video, click on that ad. Isn't it interesting? It's so Adam and Eve, y'all. Think about it. What was it? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were in a garden. And most of us know about they were tempted with the fruit, right? Tempted with the fruit. And in many ways, the fruit has been defined as an apple. (laughs) This is the new apple. My iPhone. And we're tempted to just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Now, what I'm talking about today as we close in kicking off this series is not prohibition. Screens are here to stay, everyone. So it's not to say, this is not an anti-screen series. So stay with me, okay? On your screens right now. This is about temperance. This is about getting control of it. This is about a need for culture restraint. This is about gaining back control of the device instead of letting the device control you. To use our screens to bring us closer to God and bring others closer. I'll tell you one way in which that has impacted me lately is doing my 828 prayer every morning that so many of you are joining in. And I want to encourage you, that's a healthy way to use your screen, to get up and have daily devotion and prayer with God. I want to encourage you, join me tomorrow at 828 a.m. But doing that has made me realize the power of this tool once again and how many lives can be impacted, how we can grow together using our screens, how we can have community using our screens, how we can use our screens to bring us closer to God and bring others closer to God, how we can experience some really good blessings with our screens that really and truly the screen can become an extension of ministry for us, of mission for us, of ways in which we genuinely desire to see the blessings of God bestowed upon others. And so don't hear me the wrong way today. This is not about prohibition. This is about temperance and gaining control. Okay? And so in order to do that, because I believe that God is trying to get our attention, I believe that God wants to have a deeper relationship with you. I believe that Jesus wants you to learn to walk with him and follow him and be in a relationship with him. But the problem is our screens are in the way. And the data shows it over and over and over again. The screens are in our way right now. And so in order to redeem the screen, we got to start somewhere. And so I want to encourage you right now to start with what we're calling the seven-day detox. And I hope that every small group, I hope that every person watching this, that you will take the seven-day screen detox. You can find it on our Century Church app. Just go to the series and you will find the seven-day detox. We'll post it out on social media and you will be able to take the seven-day screen detox. I believe that this can be the beginning of redeeming the screen. So as I close, this is what I share with you today. 
I have failed in many ways with the screen. I want to be completely transparent with that. I look at my life on the screen and I have failed in many ways. There are a lot of good things, but I have failed in many ways. And I am being open and honest with each of you that I am committed over the next three weeks to redeem the screen in my own life. And I want you to take this challenge with me for your life, for your family's life, and ultimately for lives around you that you get to impact for the kingdom of God. So jump into the seven-day detox. Jump into this series. And I promise you, if you'll do this with me, I believe that on the backside of this, in just three weeks' time, you will feel so much healthier about the way in which we use these screens in our lives today. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we bow before you today and we give you thanks and praise that your word reminds us that you want us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, by changing the way we think. And God, so often times in today's world, our screens are distracting us from that transformation. In fact, not only distracting us, but for some of us, destroying us. And so God, I pray right now that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we would be able to redeem the screens. Redeem the screens in our lives right now. For every man, woman, and child, God, that as we move forward in this life, screens are gonna be a part of our world but they don't have to be our entire world and we do not have to be addicted by them. We can, in, we can instead use them. Use them as tools that would bring about your glory, your honor, that would praise you, that would bless us, and that would help us to be blessings out in the world around us. So Lord Jesus, I pray as we begin this time, help us detox and help us build a life around our screens that will ultimately bring honor and glory to you. We love you and we thank you, God, that your holy word constantly convicts us and compels us to make the necessary changes that we may live a life filled with your joy, your hope, and ultimately your love. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, amen.